everyone, and welcome to a Four Elements filled episode of Zing This. You got me, Avatar Zinger. Oh, and me, Ellie. You could do Avatar Ellie. You okay. can all do Avatar technically. Okay, a- Avatar Ellie. And you've got me, the last air, fire, water, and earth, Berg. That didn't work out as well as I hoped it would. I'm leaving it in. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we are finally doing Avatar The Last Airbender, and I will explain how we are doing this because this is is a thing to tackle, and as exemplified by a past episode where talking about The Simpsons turned into, oh, this will take an hour into a three-hour adventure, which was fun, but was a long time. We um we have broken this up a little bit differently, but we've got some new stuff from Ellie. And then me and Eric have to give our weekly non-spoiler review of Book of Boba Fett. So that's going to be a hard one. Ellie. Yes. Go ahead with your news. So. I don't know what this is, by the way. And Eric definitely doesn't know what this is. Actually, I do. I'm just kidding. I don't. You might. I don't know. So, um, you know, if anybody knows anything about me i love theme parks yes so um universal has been slowly slowly working on a third park Mm -hmm. um well i guess if you want to count the water park it's technically the fourth park but i don't count water parks into theme parks but that's just me so anyway what about a water theme park what about a theme (laughs) water park (laughs) It's a water, it's not, I don't know, it's not the same to me. I don't count them as like a regular theme park. But yes, some people do though. So I'm not saying that, so if you're counting the water park, this would be the fourth one mm-hmm. for, and we're talking about Orlando. Mm-hmm. Um, over in Japan, Universal has a Super Mario Land oh. that is, I can't even describe how freaking cool looking it is i've watched a lot of videos on it and everything um and due to its popularity it is coming to the united states oh um now originally this new it's called epic um universal epic or something epic is in the name because uh, you have universal studios and you have universal islands of adventure this is like it's like Epic Universal. I can't remember exactly, but it was supposed to, that park was supposed to be ready by next year. Um, but due to COVID and other things, it is slated to be 2025 now. But it is officially confirmed that one of the lands will be Super Mario Land. So I just wanted to talk about that for a second, see if anybody has seen any screenshots from the park from Japan, and, and see if anybody's excited about this. Eric? You're a big theme park person when we're not in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> I do like them. I don't go to them very often, but I do like them. I especially love our very own um, Bush Gardens. It is a big, mm-hmm. big favorite yeah, of mine. It is nice. Um, no, I've been following the Nintendo Land stuff for years in Japan. It looks super cool. Um, I've been a big fan of it. I know that the plans have been to bring it down to Orlando for years now, but I know there's been kind of some off and on stuff going on and i think the pandemic hasn't helped with it right. but um yeah that's awesome to know that there's there's more news about it kind of moving forward because it does look super amazing even the food 
the yes. food even looks amazing. And I guess all the little like mushroom souffle and all that kind of stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, I want I want to go to Japan and eat all that stuff. Yes. It, well, and it's funny, too, because when you because um, Disney has several places that they have. Um, they have Shanghai, Shanghai Disney. Um, they have Hong Kong, um, Paris and then um, Tokyo. But. I don't know if we'll be as cool as that because there's a lot of the foods and, and um, snacks that they do over in the other countries that they don't do here, which is boohoo. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I was pretty excited that it's more of a defined, looks like it'll be in the next five years. Um, so anybody that would like to go to that park, but does not have the means to go to Japan, um, it sounds like we will have our own version in the U.S. Um, very, very soon. Hooray. So, I, exciting. I, I need to look up stuff on this because I think yes. I'm the odd man out here. Oh, uh, you I'm haven't not, seen it? No, oh, you definitely need to look it. it up. It's so cool looking. <laughs> I, actually think in, I actually think there was an issue recently where, like, one of the coins or something fell down and they had to close the park temporarily, the Nintendo park. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just and I was feel, like, wait, that happens all the time in the games. They're supposed you're supposed to collect them. <laughs> yes, that's right. I just feel bad for any turtles that accidentally wander on into that park. <laughs> so just throwing that out. Very welcome here. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so no, uh, so quick thing before we get into the Avatar discussion. First Avatar discussion. Yes. Ellie, where are you on Book of Boba Fett? Um, haven't started. Awesome. Episode five, right? Is episode five? Yes, because there's two more. Book of book uh, chapter five of book one. I, 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 ironically, our other thing we'll be talking about has that same premise. Yay or nay? <laughs> yay or nay? One hundred percent yay. <laughs> yeah, one hundred and ten percent yay. Uh, that has to have been one of the best things, not just of the series, but in all of Star Wars. I like ag- it was so good. I agree. I'm 100% behind it. Non-spoiler thing I'm going to throw out real quick. It's a love letter to everything that was good about episode one, if that makes any yes. sense. At, at, yes. There's 100%. a certain point. There's a certain point where it is a love letter to everything good about episode one. I'm on board for everything. Directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. Get her a movie, everybody. Yes. That, that is the general – before I even saw the episode, uh, like I knew she had directed it. And I just saw everyone online just saying, like, give her a mo- give her a full Star Wars movie. Let her do it. And I was like, wow, this must be a really good episode. When Yeah, when I got done, I was like, I agree 100% with that. And I, I was about to say, every the every season of Mandalorian, uh, Book of Boba Fett so far, I've been trying to watch these before I go to work at, like, ungodly hours of the morning. Because I want to avoid spoilers. I'm part of too many groups. Everyone's like, just a... Everyone, Ellie includes, like, just avoid the internet. I'm like, I am a host for a Star Wars-related podcast as well as a host for Zingness. And, I guess, host for Zing Wars too. It is impossible for me to avoid spoilers until, like, 6 o'clock when I would be able to watch it in the evening. So, I, like, have to watch it beforehand. This would have been the one this season that if I had this spoiled... I mean, I knew a certain <laughs> character was going to come back. But if sure. I knew it was going to be this way and we were going to get all this stuff... I would have been a little, little miffed if, if 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 I had it spoiled for me beforehand. But right, great episode. Um, excited to see we we got two left, so who knows where we're gonna be going with this? Um, 
And yeah, I, I was about to say, I, I know that there'll be a Knights of Air discussion where there'll be just arguments left and right about it, but I, I am I am on board for, for everything that was and everything that that sets up for yes. all... The speculation involved. has been fun to read online where people think it's going to go, A, for the for the rest of Book of Buffett and then what this means going forward for other things. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited. I am definitely excited. Uh, fun fact, because this is not a spoiler for Mandalorian. This, this is a spoiler for Mandalorian Season 2, and if you haven't watched it by now, I think you're good. Um, the other X-Wing pilot, because it's not a spoiler. The other X-Wing pilot that's on the patrol is the person who's the stand-in for Luke Skywalker in the season finale of episode... Yes, yeah. yes. He's the like, physical on-set person before they digitally right. replace him. So I was like, oh, that's neat. They gave him a... I, I, I like how um, Book Boba Fett and other stuff have given a lot of ancillary Star Wars people or other pe- people who've been involved or fans opportunities to kind of be there. Like, I know in the last season of Mandalorian, there was the episode where we got to see the actual person that does Anakin Skywalker for, like, the Clone Wars and right. stuff. So that was cool. So, anyways, I just want to say, great episode. Two more live for us. See what happens. Ellie, are you going to watch it anytime soon? Because we will have to do a video on this. Yes. I mean an episode on this. I knew what you meant. I know what I meant, too. I just wanted to establish that. <laughs> so, moving on now. Moving on. Avatar. Avatar The Last Airbender. We have been for a while now trying to figure out how exactly to do this. Our premise right now is this. While this is a series that we would normally have guests on for, for the first part of this episode, for the first part of this adventure, we are going with the traditional three hosts. We will add our fourth host, which means we will be an avatar in full train because we'll have all four elements. Ha ha ha. I guess each episode will pick who, who has what element. But anyways, for this particular one, we are doing the first ten chapters. Yes, because that's how this works. Of book one. So we are doing from... Episode, I mean, chapter one of season one, The Boy in the Iceberg, to episode, God, this is going to mess with me, chapter 10 of season one, Jet. Fun fact to link this back to The Mandalorian, both these episodes were directed by Dave Filoni. (laughs) In a weird, yeah, I know, He, he he did a lot of work on the Avatar, and it's weird that both of those episodes that we, I mean... The, the beginning and the end for our discussion will be on him. And we just discussed another thing he was involved in. So, to set the premise real quick, uh, Avatar The Last Airbender first premiered on Nickelodeon back on February 21st of 2005. So, 17 years ago? Yeah, am I doing my math right? 17 years ago. And... Ever since then, it has been a hit. It ran till, oh, let's see here. I had all this pulled up and I accidentally clicked away from it. It ran till um, July 19th of 2008. So three solid years of great content. Um, So definitely can't wait to discuss all of it. Like I said, we're going to be breaking each book into two parts. So um, on that note, I guess... uh, I, I guess let's let's start with this before we get into discussing 
when were you introduced to this series? I'm going to start with Eric because I think he would have been the most recent of all of us. So in terms of introduced, do you mean like when did I first know about it or when did I first watch it? Both. <laughs> so I remember when it was on. So in 2005, I was in college. And I remember hearing people talk about it like it was a little past, I think, like our audience. But obviously people still watch cartoons and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and I feel like I knew a, a person or two in college who um, watched it. And it always looked kind of interesting. I was like, oh, this is a really cool concept. It's a it's a Nicktoon. But it's, you know, when I growing up at the birth of Nicktoons, I always think of, you know, Rocco, Ren and Stimpy, Doug, Rugrats, all that kind of stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, this is this really interesting, like, action adventure series, not like your typical, like, comedy. Um, so it always looked kind of interesting, but I just never got around to watching it. And then for years, I really wanted to. and It was just wasn't available on streaming services at all, I guess, unless you wanted to, like, pay, pay for the series. So finally, I said, you know what? Let's just buy the blu-ray it was on sale on amazon so i got the whole series on blu-ray and then like a week after that netflix was like hey guess what we've got avatar the last airbender so i watched the first two episodes and then i was like oh this is really cool and i just never got around to doing uh any further than that just with other things going on and then when you all all were like hey let's we're gonna start doing avatars we've been talking about it i'm like this would be a good excuse so i'm finally uh as of the past couple weeks have sat down and started watching it and uh my only regret is waiting so long. Awesome. I, I, I wanted to get, I, I mean, we'll get into it in each episode, but I, since you are technically the freshest out of us all to actually watch it, yeah. it's cool to have two people who, I have not watched a lot of these since a far off day back when the DVDs were coming out. I remember uh, it was New Year's Day. I'm sorry, I'm having an Eric moment real quick. <laughs> It, it, it was New Year's Day. We were all completely um, hung over beyond reason, me and a group of friends. And one of them was like, hey, I just bought Avatar on DVD. And we're like, cool. So we sat in his living room, hung over beyond reason, and watched almost the entire first book. Sitting there on the couch trying to recover from the night before. Have I watched it before that point? Yes, but that's one of those things that always stuck out to me of a ton of 20-somethings watching this show and being completely enthralled with it. Yeah. So, and it's fun because, like I said, it's been a while since I've watched it in its entirety, so this is great for me. And and I was introduced to this. I watched this a lot. Like, I'd catch on, like, I'd try to catch new episodes, but they would always do, like, little marathons and stuff on Nickelodeon so I could get caught up. Sure. And everything. Yeah. So I thoroughly enjoyed this. And like I said, I'm sure I missed the episode here and there, but there are some great moments in this. And there's a lot of people. Like I said, Dave Filoni, weirdly enough, was involved in this and went on to do a ton of stuff with them in the realm of Star Wars and is basically one of the architects of what we now know as the Star Wars outside the movie like universe, which is mm -hmm. I think hailed by most people as the good part of Star Wars at the moment. Yes, nowadays, yes, very, very much so. <laughs> so, so it, it's I, I like knew he was involved, but I forgot how much he was involved in this in the beginning. So, Ellie, where do you, where did your Avatar love and knowledge come from? I actually watched it as it was airing. All right, so back in two thousand five, uh, yes, uh, a younger Ellie was sitting there on her couch. <laughs> Um, watching Avatar, The Last Airbender. <clears throat> um, 
yes, I uh, I've always watched cartoons, and I'm I'm not ashamed to admit it. <laughs> um, no, I uh, I it looked right up my alley when they started advertising it. I thought it looked amazing, and um, yeah, I was in from the beginning. So I watched it as it originally aired, and I was very depressed when it was done. Yes. yes. Now you are um now for for to go around the room real quick. Uh Eric, how are you watching these? What what kind of are you using a service or are you using those Blu-rays? Net Netflix. All right. I am using Netflix as well, Ellie. I'm using the Blu-rays. And you are and you're watching all the commentaries and stuff too yes. afterwards and all, Oh, I was being sarcastic, you did. Yes. Oh, I was just, I was legitimately being sarcastic. That's I why I wanted to get the Blu-rays out. I wanted to watch, as for each of the discs, I wanted to watch what the, like, special edition stuff was. Ah, okay. So, yes. I might have some more input on some of this stuff and everything. I do. I actually remember, I can't remember, if it was, I, I remember watching some stuff on a late, like, later, 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 where they were, like, um, like a director commentary thing. That was yeah. actually really cool on, and it's, I remember a very specific episode that it comes into reference to but i'll get to that when we get to that episode um so that's very cool i am watching it on netflix um my biggest detractor from the get-go is i forgot this is in three four i mean three three four four three eric help me yeah you're right four three the black box on the sides where 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 it's in yes yeah old old um (laughs) art old television standards yes. and i don't know if it jumps to being full screen so it's 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 weird to see it in this aspect ratio it definitely makes it to where it feels older than it is just from seeing it well and that. it's funny too when you're watching the special edition stuff um full screen it's really bad yeah oh, okay i mean it it looks like they just, <laughs> they just took what it looked like back in the day before any high def or anything and it's it's pretty grainy mm. like it, it you can see it it's it's just you can tell the um it's enough to get through but yeah definitely the quality of the special edition stuff isn't the best at least in the early day maybe it gets better as it goes i don't know but definitely the but first. it was as yeah but it was as is intended it's sort of like the simpsons when they started putting those on First FX now and then on Disney Plus where it was like they they cropped it in and it was like, well, that's not that's not how it was supposed to be. So now that, you know, you have those black boxes, but it's but now you see what 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 the directors intended you to see. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And I know some stuff with like the cropping out on the sides for The Simpsons people have complained about because it cuts off like gags and stuff like that. So. So, yes. Um, But. Going into the premise of this before we get into discussing the episodes, um, the premise of this show is earth, fire, water, air. The four great nations lived in harmony until one day when the fire nation attacked. Am am, am I getting this right so far? (laughs) I'm trying to do this off the top of my head without reading. Yeah. All right. Um, the, the avatar, the, the one who is imbued with all four elements was and brought and is supposed to bring balance to the world vanished. Hundred years later, um, how am I supposed to do this? Me, 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 and my brother discovered the new <laughs> avatar. <laughs> I, I'm I'm trying to do this, and I'm like I'm trying to quote like the open. I mean, the, the the show's opening does a good job of like explaining the premise yes. of it. Yeah, I mean, you're doing a good job though. Um, pretty much. Basically, the 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 premise of the show is there are four nations that all can certain members of each nation all have the ability to bend 
certain elements, water, air, fire, and earth. Yes. Um, and it's not everyone can do it. It's only certain people. But it doesn't ever get into how that happens or is it just you're kind of born with it? I mean, you're kind of, I I thought, I'm re-watching it, so I can't remember, but isn't it just Maybe. you were born with it? Or Maybe she's you... born with it. Maybe it's airbending. <laughs> I'm going with what Eric said. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's one of those things to where, because like, Sokka never, ever like attempts or even, va- like he's surrounded by people constantly and it seems like he doesn't ever utilize it like even try to so i think it's something to where it's a certain thing inside of you like you're you're born with the ability yeah you have to be born with the ability to do it because during the one imprisoned episode it was yeah. pointed out that like if, yeah. if, if it was anyone could do it they'd be arresting everybody right yeah. so i guess something you you're born with and you can have the ability to do it but there's an individual called the avatar who's supposed to be you know the balance between the four elements who is reincarnated through the Avatar cycle, which is Earth, Fire, Air, Water. Yeah. Sorry, I, I was like trying to remember it, and I was like, "It's that's the that's the order." So it's born into each nation. There's been hundreds of incarnations of the Avatar. And the last one vanished over a hundred years ago by the time of the show, which was around the time of the uh, Fire Nation invading. There's a lot of other stuff that we'll get into later that that co- that that hundred year thing coincides with. But the Avatar was reincarnated into the uh, Air Nomads, and it was a uh, ten ten year old boy. He's ten. Well, and now he's like a hundred something. He's twelve. Now, twelve. He's twelve. Yeah. Twelve. Yeah, I was like ten, twelve. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm getting this and Pokemon mixed up because apparently <laughs> you can just go journey out into the they, world. They only say twelve year old boy fifty million times in the first ten episodes, but wait a <laughs> come on, singer. I don't know how years work in this thing. I'm, I'm I'm too I'm too flustered by Legends Arceus where they're like you're fourteen, you can go out on your own, and it's like oh they've upped the age now of being a Pokemon adventurer. Got it. Um. But no, I mean, a 12-year-old 12, 12 air nomad, and also he is the last of the airbenders, which we will get into why that is later. But they, um, the Avatar is able to use all four elements. They can bend all four elements, of course, with training and everything like that. So that is the premise. I think I covered most of our bases and everything. Yes. Um, we'll get into other stuff as the show, because the show does reveal stuff over time. Right. So... Getting into it, first episode, kind of a two-parter, in my opinion, because episode one and yeah. two kind of go hand-in-hand. Hand. Boy in uh, the Iceberg and the Avatar Returns. Yes, both yes. directed by Dave Filoni. There's your there's your Star Wars connection again. Um, great first episodes. I, I, I really liked it. Left enough mystery and enough lore sitting around for later to be... Um, evolved into Zuko you don't you you get a vague stuff on him you get enough to establish he's a villain he's the bad guy you get enough to establish what's going on with Fire Nation Iroh of course amazing character to begin with and then we also get introduced to uh Katara Sokka and Aang and of course Appa or Appa or whatever I'm, I'm I'm trying not to do the terrible pronunciations from the one movie on purpose. <laughs> but, so anyway, so in ahead. the first episode, um, I, I would like to take just 
like a quick second go around the room for each episode and just most memorable moment. Um, for the first one, I have to say, and I loved it again when I watched it, is when he wants to play with the penguins. I just think that's so cute and it really dives into this boy is the avatar, but he is also just a boy, a normal 12 year old little boy that wants to play and enjoy. And, and, and we'll get into later how he gets in the iceberg, but, um, because they have one episode that really, he realizes how he, like what happened because he tried to block that memory. But, um, just, just the fact that he's, he's, just so full of life, so full of spirit, and he's just a sweet little boy. And so I liked the way they kind of premised that at the very beginning, that this is going to be this all-powerful being, but he is just a little boy and wants to play with penguins. So I thought that was really cool. Eric, what about you? Uh, Similar to Ellie, I kind of like seeing, as we know, Aang is supposed to be this, this great balance balance to the force if you will uh. um and just seeing him just kind of being being a 12 year old kid uh and of course you go you go into this later in the episodes how there's this sort of this dual sort of like he wants to be a kid but also he's got this weight of being this person and also being 100 years in the future but just seeing him kind of in these more relaxed moments like i like when uh, they're sitting there talking about like oh he's the big he's the avatar blah 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 blah, and then he's over there like playing with the kids and everything like that <laughs> um and then always talking about wanting to go with uh or was the was it the first episode the one where he he launched himself into soka's guard tower yeah that i love that moment it just it just it's one of those it's one of those goofy sort of just like Aang is pretty funny, and I like I like especially early on how much he rubs Soka the wrong way. Oh yeah, um, it, it that that their their relationship always cracks me up. So, uh, so yeah, just the first episode, just establishing who he is. I think they do a really good job with just his various interactions with people of of really showing you who Aang is. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's the little small moments like that, like the penguins and the flying into the guard tower and stuff like that. I I've I'm going last, but I gotta agree with both of you. The, that moment for the first episode is really what sticks out to me and everything. Um, the introduction of Iroh and Zuko is is a great one too. But that's something that I mean will be several episodes of this show later, and several episodes of the actual show later when we get more into their character and their whole stuff. We we, we get hints of it, but I feel like they really come into their own way later in the series, right? Um. And everything, but it the um the thing the show does a lot of, of really well is it sets up stuff and it comes back. It plants a lot of seeds, and those seeds get to grow, and you get to check on them periodically. Um, the fact of like how it's pointed out, you know, why is this prince got this huge scar on his face? What's got like? It, it's interesting with that, or why did you know? Aang, why why was Aang frozen in the iceberg and everything for a hundred years? Like stuff like that, that that we get these nice planted seeds that get to and germinate it's not and off putting either. Like it flows very well. That's the one thing I always loved about this show is they like you said they put those little seeds in there, but it it really mixes in well to where it doesn't distract you from. And once you get those those moments to yes. see the trees you've that that are growing, you 
you're it's it's rewarding. It's something yeah. you're you're happy you get to see where this where this tree has grown. Exactly. And everything. I'm I'm gonna just keep using that analogy, by the way. It's fine. I was just trying to just go with it. <laughs> so um is any was there any standout characters in just this first episode that anybody just like first fell in love with? Um this episode and next episode were done by um, JM Animation, and they and DR Movie kind of handed off animation duties. It has a very trigger, studio trigger element to it, to where people go off model every now and then. Yeah, and it looks really cool. But the as as the series went on, they kind of got to their model and kind of stuck to it. This has a nice little off model moments. And I like that in this, as opposed to off-model moments in, let's say, another anime about sins that just did a terrible job. Okay, we're not talking about other shows. I'm just saying, I I, I, I like the little element in this one and the other one, like when Aang was closing the door on, on Iroh, that his like mouth kind of moved away from his face to say sorry. Like that, yes. like those kind of weird animation forks <laughs> are something I can see out of like Studio Trigger doing. For some of their stuff, so that's why I really like the <laughs> animation studio. They the animation studios they use because it set up, it it made a very defined and very set up art style and everything. Which um, I'm gonna jump to episode two real quick. One of my favorite moments. I like the um, the face paint that Sokka did. Like mm-hmm. the the way it it's something the to warrior wear, paint the the yeah. warrior paint. It, it it was really cool. <clears throat> it was really neat. Him interacting with Zuko and everything. It, it was really, like, that was a really cool part in the second one for me and everything. Like, just the just the little tidbit of that. Like I said, there's a lot of thought put into a lot of stuff in this show. Uh, the fact of how Aang's, um, like, his, ev- everybody's suits, everybody's outfits are very done, done differently. A lot of the, um the fire nation stuff is metal based. Like they, they, they have a lot of metal armor and stuff, which is because they can smell, you know, they control fire. They can smell the elements and stuff like that. Aang has very flowy, very, um, like pockets on it to where he can catch the air in it and utilize, you know, his clothing and stuff like that. Like everyone's has very distinctive, like instantly recognizable. Oh, they're from this tribe or they're from this. And I really like that aspect of they established that so quickly, but later on with like the weaponry and how everybody moves and stuff. Like if you're water bending, it's a very particular. But it's it's not like they, they they flick their hand and all of a sudden does this. It's very particular motions and movements. Mm-hmm. So I I really like that. And also with the fire bending, it's done with a lot of fist and a lot of you know punching action, whereas air and water are very flowy and very you know one with nature and one with the element you are using sorry i just i just wanted to establish that they established that so quickly in the first two episodes off of so little and it comes into play again and again later that i will get into but yeah those are standout moments for me as the animation and just how much detail they went into developing this world so quickly and so and, and, and gives you the grasp of it so quickly that, like, someone like Eric is probably already on board with a lot of this stuff where someone like me or you who've watched this before know, oh, okay, they're, they've this is established from the get-go. Um, 
I, I will jump back to you. I don't know if we want to move on to, to the Southern Air Temple yet or if there's anything in the first two episodes. Well, considering that oh, Eric we're... or I have not talked about the second episode yet because you just kept jumping into the second <laughs> episode. Yes, we would I, like I to forgot. talk. I there, forgot. There's the Avatar State and stuff we're going to introduce to. So go ahead, Ellie. Go ahead. Wow. We will start with Eric. Well, next time, um, I think I'm going to run these episodes so that Justin doesn't go off the deep end and not I'm, give anybody just, else a chance to talk. I am so impressed. And I'm also impressed with how much we cover in the first oh. 10 episodes. I forgot how much stuff is early in the show. Anyway, be quiet. Eric, go ahead. <laughs> uh, so also, another thing I want to mention, I was thinking this was the second episode because I was going to say, oh, this is my second episode moment. But it was still the first episode where they go, where they find the abandoned. Mm-hmm. Fire Nation ship. Oh, yeah. That was such... as Because I, I have all the episode descriptions up as a refresher. I'm like, oh, shoot. That was still the first episode, which shows you how densely, in a good way, they they pack so much into each episode, which yeah. I love. Because they're just 23 minutes. And I'm like, that's that's <laughs> like, you know... That's like sitcom. Like, oh, how are we going to pay the water bill today on a sitcom? And they're talking about world-changing things um so i i did like that moment in the first that was gonna be my second episode moment i like the whole like i like the whole just him going in breaking out then breaking him free i love stuff like that where there's sort of like a a heist kind of it reminded me of like a heist movie or something like that like the 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 mission to to rescue ang although he purposely got himself captured and um just seeing him and Zuko and kind of their duel and everything like that. Just that whole, just that episode, I felt like it was five minutes long. It, it went so fast. Um, so just everything about that from the get-go that was just edge of your seat, really good. Um, and I think this was a good episode because the first one, yeah, there was some action and stuff in it, but it was more just sort of like establishing characters. And I think this episode did a really good job of being like, oh, there is actually some action that is going to happen in the series. Like we're going to actually get some good, like anime kind of fights. And um, yeah, this episode, I just remember going, wow, this is really good. And it's really weird because this is, I mean, like I said, I only watched the first two episodes, like a year, year and a half ago, whatever. And I don't know why I didn't continue on because when I got to the end of this episode, I'm like, I got to watch the next episode because <laughs> it's like, it's like, I, I need to find out what happens next. So um yeah just just this episode in general just from start to finish i thought did a good job of establishing the action that we're going to see in the series yep and and i think just a piggyback off of that um when we go to the the ship again um when he's well they're you know, Aang and Sokka, are, uh, Aang and Sokka, yep katara and Sokka um are you know trying to come and save Aang. And um, I liked the, when he's kind of playing with everyone and he's, you know, zipping through the walls and, you know, fighting everybody, but still in a playful way. Um, yeah. I, I thought that was really cute um, and, and really neat. And then like, like Zinger said, you know, just, just we're in the second episode and we're already seeing a touch of that avatar state. Uh, yeah. which in a lot of animes, that would have been like, we would have had to wait a whole half a season before we, oh, right. <laughs> at least <laughs> yeah, I've been a glimpse of something like that. Um, but it, it was cool to kind of show, which we'll see it more in the next episode two, episode three, but just how uncontrollable that is for him. Um, cause he really doesn't understand it and what triggers him to go into it and get himself back out of it. So 
it's I thought that is neat to kind of see that and go, oh gosh, how's this going to work in the future? So I like yeah. that part. I I also want to point out one more thing. One of my favorite moments from episode two, real quick. Um, the I bet I can beat both you guys with my hands tied behind my back, and he does. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> yes. that's what I'm saying. That yeah. that playfulness and yeah. that yeah. Yeah, I, I really like that. Um, episode three? Mm-hmm. All right, episode three. The Southern uh, Air Temple. And Ellie, do you want to do the description? Because then you can lead into your favorite moments and stuff so I don't railroad through it. <laughs> um, well, they're, they're on their way to the Air Temple because he wants to see the other airbenders, um, you know, and kind of see what everyone's doing and and all that and you can tell that Sokka and Katara are like oof I hope there's no evidence there of you know a fire nation and and then he's like no there's no way they could get up there so this episode is basically them getting to the air temple and them kind of finding some stuff um so we can break it down in a second but I think it's neat that this episode we get to dive in a little bit. We have some flashbacks mm-hmm. and we get to dive into some more air stuff. Like we get to learn um, a little sports. They have, I loved that yeah, moment, by yeah, the way. They have yeah. the air ball, um, which is really cool and terrifying at the same time yes. if you're not an airbender. Um, I loved the little scene with him and his master with their air cakes. Mm-hmm. I want to try one. They look really I good. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> Monkeyazzo. Yes. Um, so it was really neat to see see that those little glimpses with him and him uh, his master. So, but yes, the um, as far as the nice, fun, flowy parts of this episode, because it gets pretty dark later on. Uh, but I just, I like seeing some of the air temple elements, to some games that they played and food they ate. So it was kind of nice to see that part of their culture. So if someone else wants to go next. Eric, go ahead. Cause I, I, I'm going to run on probably for a minute with mine. <laughs> right, so I, I already know that. So I'm going to go last. Cause I, there's a lot in this episode. So yeah, go there ahead. is. I was going to talk about, I love the duel between Zuko and Zhao. Yes. Uh, I, yeah. I think it does a couple things. It, first off, it's a really good fight, and we get some more of that action, especially with contrasting with the stuff with, with Aang and Katara and, and Zuko. I like how this, this actually really helps make Zuko a much more sympathetic character because he wins the duel and he spares, he spares Zhao. Uh, and I think that was a really great moment because if he had just killed him it'd have been like oh here's another two-dimensional villain who just wants power or whatever but this really shows that he he's not just quote-unquote evil i mean he's he's an adversary he was born into this kingdom that basically invaded the world um and it does a lot to establish him as a more sympathetic antagonist to the main characters um i just thought it was really great i think it was a really great moment of character building for him and just a really good fight in general and and I thought that um, um, I liked the uncle and the way he steps in when yeah. Commander Zhao was about ready to, you know, strike him from behind. And mm-hmm. he makes that comment about how, you know, 
my my nephew has more honor being a banished prince than, than you. Yeah. Than you. And I, I, mm. you know, I, I loved that moment. I thought that was a great moment as well. And I, I think, and I'm just going to say this right now in episode three, for me, um, Prince Zuku was, I think, has one of the best um, character evolutions throughout Don't the Don't get whole. too into it. I, I didn't say it. I just said, I think, for me personally, being that I've already seen the whole series, he um, he is one of my favorites. Devel- like, he develops. I love the way he develops and evolves throughout the series. So Just, just from having seen the first 10 episodes, I got that feeling that I'm like, you know, he's going to go... Because even just this is just the third episode, and we get this really big kind of character development uh, yep. for him. I've kind of had that thought, just been like, you know, I feel like we're going to see a lot more from him, and I feel like there's going to be some big changes that oh, I'm, yeah. and I'm, and I'm, and I'm really looking forward to. So, you, so yeah, so <laughs> you that, should, that was a great way of describing yeah. it. Yeah, he, I'm very excited. I love his character development. So, so nice. real quick with this episode, this episode. Eric was talking about how, like, one of the episodes was so full that it's like... Oh, this one is full. (laughs) This one, the synopsis, me thinking about it, I'm like, that can't all have been in this episode. (laughs) But the side note is, this show, I, I know from, like, commentaries on, like, The Simpsons and Futurama and other stuff, how much, like, they have to try to cram stuff in. This show took the time to step aside and do a quick little, like thing with them playing that spot the the um the one game airball the airball game yeah that could have that could have been something that could have been left on the cutting room floor but i love that it's in there but the fact that it's in there means that they took the time to put that in in an episode that is so jam-packed of us learning about what happened to the air nomads Mm -hmm. the whole side story with zuko and zhao and Iroh, and what happened, like, that's all in there. Them meeting Momo, them establishing the Avatar state, and all those, you know, all the Avatars that came before, all of that was in this episode. This episode did a phenomenal job, and took and used every, there is no fat on this episode, and even if you think there's fat on it, it, it serves a purpose. Yep. Yeah. Because everyone can be like, "Oh, the the air balls." It's like, nope. No, it, that's that's world building. <laughs> it, it's world building. It serves a purpose. It gives mm-hmm. a nice bit of levity into some. It 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 goes from a bit of, "Oh crap, is he gonna find out that you know what might have happened here?" To, "Oh, the Fire Nation definitely was here." Them covering it, like, yeah, it does such an amazing job, and it's impossible to believe this was twenty three minutes. Yep. And and another thing too is. It really does establish the the newly found family of the three of them. Yes. Like that they're already, you know, a family with them trying to protect him when they first see that helmet. Um, the Fire Nation helmet when she like puts the yeah. snow over it. Um, and, and it also really establishes Katara's role as kind of like the... Um, she has quite a talent of calming people and in, in, in inspiring and leading. So I like to see that too early on. It's always nice to see a strong female character. And, um, you know, just it was such a touching moment when, you know, he's up in the air and levitating and in the avatar state and she's, you know, trying to talk to him and 
She's putting herself at quite a risk. Yep. <laughs> Trying to, you know, that shows how much she trusts him and believes in him. So it's, it, it was just quite a whirlwind of emotions in this episode. And it was just amazing. I, I, I like it. It was great. I mm-hmm. do like how we get some backstory on Zuko. Yeah. And Iroh to an extent. Cause I we get love that he's, Iroh. Because oh we gosh. get that he's retired and that he's the brother of the emperor. Right. But we don't, like, like, me and you know where this goes, Ellie, but Eric doesn't. You don't know his, yeah, you don't know and, his backstory. And that, 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 yeah. that's why I'm trying to tiptoe right now, because I'm like, yep. his backstory is really cool, and yep. we're getting those elements of world building here of, Eric probably, Eric, I don't think at this point would know why Zuko's banished, or. Yeah, I, I still don't, and I was. Yeah, they I, haven't I, really. I, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I figured we'd figure out soon enough, but I was sitting there as we were talking, I'm like, you know what? I still don't know why he was banned. And this is yeah. so exciting for me yeah. that Eric is going through this completely fresh. I <laughs> I I love it. It's it's exciting and you're just you're gonna you have quite a journey ahead of you and it's gonna be so fun. I, I am fair I am excited <laughs> well, to continue on. Well there's there there's also I know it's in a later episode and we'll talk about it. There's there's also Iroh's a retired general. But there's like a reason he's kind of with Zuko aside from that. And there's a reason he retired. Yeah. And we get hints at that. Late. Like these are the seeds that are planted yeah. that you drive by later and you slowly see this tree taking form. <laughs> and it's so rewarding because the seed for Iroh is planted so early. Yeah. yeah. And it grows so gigantic later. So I, I, I love that. And I, I love that we got all this. And like I said... We're only on episode three, three and yep. and I I cannot believe that there was that much jammed into this episode. I have a side Wh- question: Momo or Appa at this point in the game? We we haven't even talked about Appa, which is I mean he's he's there. He's a great character. <laughs> I'm going with Appa. I'm going with Appa. I'm going with Appa. Yeah, I like Appa. Oh my I like gosh. them both, but I think I think I like yes. Momo is just so cute, and I I just love the this. This scene where he walks in and they think he's like some warrior or some bad guy and is just a there, little, there, little lemur. There's he's several moments of that in this show, too. <laughs> uh, not to spoil because it's several seasons later. Uh, it's it's weird because there's entire parts of ep- – I think there's an entire episode devoted to them <laughs> as, as, as like being the main characters or being uh, the main like story cute. thread, which yes. – it's I'm I'm not trying to spoil anything, but Eric, it's a great episode of Show Not Tell, and and it's great because if I remember correctly, I think that episode has little to no nice. of our main characters except yeah. for them, and yeah. it's like if you told me when this show started that you're gonna have an episode devoted to the two of them, well, it's great. It's it's just pointing out to the every person in the show matters, and I just love that part of it. But yes. we, we need to move on to episode we, four. We do. We do. Go ahead. So um, the next one is called, and I love this episode. Next one is called The Warriors of Kiyoshi. Yes. Yes. Uh, great episode. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I, I really enjoyed Some it. Some humbling for <laughs> for good old Sokka. Eric, your, your opinion on this episode. Yay, yes. nay. First, first I... impression. I really like this episode because this was the first time we really got to see outside of the main characters. Like we're seeing, we're not seeing the fire nation. We're not seeing the water tribe. We're seeing this brand new place and we're meeting. And I think this is another good 
episode for world building. Mm. Um, I think this did a really good job of showing us, hey, here's because I guess this is our first time we're meeting Earthbenders, correct? You're, yes, you're meeting people from the Earth Kingdom. You're thinking, but not the Benders. Yeah, yeah, these yeah, are yeah. female warriors. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, and and that was the other thing I liked too. I loved how they're all the female warriors, and Sokka was being his usual misogynistic yes. self, and they kept showing him up. But this <laughs> also did a good job of showing that he is willing to admit when he's wrong. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely and, humbling in this episode. And, and exactly. And because I like his character a lot. And I was like, you know, I, in the first couple, I was like, I like Sokka, but I'm like, I don't want him to just be this asshole the whole time. And I think right. this this episode did a really good job of kind of he still is. But <laughs> but like you under you, but 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 more lovable. And I think this episode did a really good job of kind of humbling him and uh, kind of giving him some moments to shine, too. So. Um, just a really good episode, and the sea serpent, the Unagi yes. sea serpent's really yes. cool. I liked him a lot. I like the, I like how it was just sort of like here's this encounter where Aang was gonna try and and ride him, and then it, how that that monster ended up coming back at the end of the episode. All good points, Eric. Love this episode. Same reasons. Kyoshi Warrior, best best part of this episode. Kyoshi Warriors. I love the fight at the end where you just see them just they're sort of zipping in, just knocking people down and they're everything. So cool. Great. Love it. Uh the serpent's great. But there is one moment that you have not Okay, Ellie, go ahead. There is a moment that I absolutely love in this episode, and it's the dude that's foaming at the mouth and screaming and falling over. I think he shows back up oh later. Oh my god. It's little things like that that just kill me in this show. But he, you know, you have all the girls screaming and they're like, oh. And then he, yeah. And then you have this dude that's like flailing his arms around and foes in the mouth and falls down. Sorry. Not that moment. I I figured. I just wanted to say I love that little, little part. Um, What I'm up, I love seeing like the statue of a past avatar Avatar. um yeah that was cool and i have some novels which i need to read them eventually but Mm -hmm. i i do have actual novels what it's supposed to dive into that avatars like what they did and you see this avatar later on in the show i I wasn't gonna say that because i wanted to save that for eric for (laughs) when he's like ah because i said this is another yeah this is this is another someone sitting there tending to a field episode there's a field being tended to oh my gosh i can't talk about it enough how this show is amazing (laughs) where it just like it's yeah it's like like (laughs) <laughs> like just a great analogy leave me alone horticulture lessons that we keep getting here but um yeah this will yeah you'll see some more later but um it's uh it's amazing i, I love even the little touches about how to ing's character about how at the end of the episode he gets on that sea serpent to douse the water on the town to where he has to flee but at least he's going to put out those fires he to make thought it easier. Enough to do that because yes, exactly. I think Sokka or someone says something like, you know, like the town's going to be destroyed or something like that. Like sort of like we're escaping, but the town's going to be destroyed. Yeah. Aang realized he kind of caused this by piddling around there for a while. Yep. And went to go try to help remedy it without putting himself at more risk. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, a great moment in this episode was him doing the little ball trick where it's him like holding his hands aside he's got like that face <laughs> the reason i want to point that out is one i used it for the um for the episode description on twitter for like coming up and it's that but there and this, and this is a spoiler 100 but it's a spoiler for um 
for the next series. The um, oh my gosh, why am I forgetting the name of it? Um, Cora. Yeah, Le- oh. Legend of Cora. Okay, which I have the- never watched that one, so. It, there, there's a there's a point in one of the well, episodes. Maybe the first two episodes. There's a point in one of the episodes <laughs> where it shows like a picture of Aang as an adult, and he's doing. And that? it's that exact same oh pose with gosh. him spinning the balls, <laughs> and it's a great, great callback. It is such an amazing callback, <laughs> and I just want to point out that here, that was some seed that got dropped off of to, to horticulture some more. That was a seed that fell <laughs> off of the freaking thing and then grew into a mighty tree that blocks the road and everyone has to be annoyed by it later that is awesome so warriors of kyoshi do make a comeback so i i'm not spoil sorry spoiler eric sort of but they do make a comeback so i figured they would i i i love that we have these established characters that we'll get to see more from them in a humbling moment from Sokka, who I think needed it at this point in the series. I don't like him in the first few episodes that much, but I know who he becomes, so I liked... Like, if I was initially watching it, yeah. he's kind of a jag the first yeah. episode and a half. He gets better. Yeah. He gets he gets show. better. He yeah. gets better. So I, 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 I'm I giving Eric, because I know Eric's been like, he's great. I'm like, it must be from later episodes. That it's... Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, I... I agree with him at that at this point in the series. I was I agree with what you're saying. Like, I was kind of like annoyed by him, but I was like, you know, I I feel like he's gonna be. I've seen enough from the show, not having watched it, that I know he's around for the long haul. So I'm like, they're not gonna make someone that annoying throughout the whole thing without getting some uh, some humble pie. And this was the episode that that got it. So yes. Uh, speaking of humble pie, King the King of Amashu, episode five. Uh, they stop at another Earth Kingdom. Most of this whole entire series takes place in the Earth Kingdom for the most part. So get used to the Earth Kingdom being around. Uh, they stop at the city of Hamashu. Um, there Aang shows uh, Katara and Sokka Hamashu's mail delivery service, which is shoots and ladders. Or amazing. just shoots. Just, yeah, just shoots. shoots. <laughs> um, just shoots. Uh, really cool. They basically get in trouble. Also, great made-up name at the beginning. I'm not even going to try what their made-up name was. Well, and, and the amazement that Katara just rolled, rolled with, with it. Yeah, she mm-hmm. she just, I was like, oh, well, okay. A, a great moment of kids being kids, but to a great extent. And, and we get the introduction of the Cabbage Man and his cart. Yes. If, <laughs> if, if 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 you want, okay, I'm planting trees. This is a vine that goes oh and grows over every single tree. I'm keeping count. It's amazing. Of of the cabbage man. Yes. So duly know how many did we have in the first episode? I mean, in this in this first time we see him in episode five, how many times was his cart destroyed? I think it was it was it twice. <laughs> it was three. It was three. I thought it was only twice. Three. Okay. Yes. If you count the one where the guards destroy it yeah. in the first first scene and then twice later on in the episode okay because i was about to say i know the i know the guards in the other one but yes I'm, i guess i'm missing one yeah, later on three. Um, i was keeping track <laughs> so so yes cabbage fan off to the side who will yes, come up later often in the yes, series it's fun to a, to an extent that's almost comical um yes a rule of three does not apply here uh, king of Amashu, we get to meet Boomy. Oh, I love... Or, sorry, no, 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 yeah. we get to meet the king of Amashu. But eventually... Who is revealed to be Boomy. Yes. Yes, Aang's old friend. A great... 
it is a great episode and a great mm-hmm. kind of weirdly written episode. And I, I, I personally like the way this was written and everything because I think we as the audience put together that it's his old friend. Yeah, I think it's kind of obvious. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like instantly I'm like, oh, that's Boomy. <laughs> but it's yes. great to see Aang put it together. But not only is one, he he this like seems like, oh, he's he's this old feeble man. No, he's not. Mm-mm. He's definitely not. Yeah. But, but the, you choose wrong. But the other <laughs> But the other thing is him basically giving Aang sort of what the premise of the series like we're episode five and the bigger premise of the series is starting to take shape of you have to defeat Yes. The um the the Fire Lord Ozai and everything. And I like that establishment of, you know, somebody who knew Aang as a kid. He's, he's reestablishing stuff now. Great Did episode. anybody have a, a favorite challenge that Boomy made him do? Of the three challenges? I think the Fluffy one was fun. You like Fluffy? I like Fluffy. Okay. Eric, what about you? I, I like the fight. I just thought the fight was really good. Because, again, like you said, it was the whole, like... Um, he underestimates. He's like, I'm going to challenge you, old man. And then he just starts the, the it's like well, it's kind of like master roshi just kind yeah, of like yeah i'm assuming yeah. old man just comes in and starts kicking ass yep. so i i really like that uh that fight so that was cool uh ellie notes from this episode in your favorite um in reverse order <clears throat> in reverse order i was about to say because i said in reverse of what you're gonna hopefully answer um yeah i think i liked the fight too the other two were really cute um I, I really liked the the crawling crystals. That was kind of neat to see that. Oh, uh, the ring that he had them put on, and then he's like, "Oh, this is rock candy." candy. <laughs> so they were never in danger the whole time. Well, I mean, I guess if you're encased in rock candy with no oxygen, I guess that would be dangerous. Uh, it never happened though. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I liked I liked the episode. I I think it was it was a great teaching moment for Aang, which was what Boomy was trying to do. Um, and be like, forget you, Aang, I'm your elder now. <laughs> so, um, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, I mean, I don't have anything super, you know, crazy to say about this one. It was just, it was a really cool episode, and um, and I was looking forward to seeing where they were going to go next. I sentenced them to a feast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, move. Oh, Eric, did you have anything from this episode you wanted to uh, delve into? I, more? I I really enjoyed this episode. Uh, I I do. I agree. I think it was meant to be very obvious that it was Boomy, but I like that anyway. It, that that didn't ruin it for me. I think that was the whole um, point, and it really brought this nice connection for Ang back to his previous life from a hundred years ago, which I really like because throughout all this stuff. I definitely have this bit of pity for Aang, not just because he's got the weight of being the Avatar on his shoulders, but because basically everyone he knew and loved is Mm -hmm. gone. Yeah. And imagine being a kid. Like, you're a kid. You're 12 years old. Not only are you carrying the weight of the world, but but you have no one that you knew from your previous life around to help you through that. And in the end, he's a kid. So the fact that he got to have this reunion with someone from his past life, I thought was a really nice touch and a really sweet moment for the show. And and and, and I really like that brag. Mm-hmm. 
Um, moving on. I want to say the eight episodes. Thank you. All right. You can you can you can say your stuff first. I just want to introduce the episodes. So uh, this is another Dave Filoni one. Yes, it is. Um, and so episode six, imprisoned. Hold on, I want to point out something real quick before yes. we get into this. We point out Dave Filoni, so we're stepping back from the actual episode. Who was the special voice guest? We had a few, but there there was one that was very obvious. Eric, did you catch who the special voice guest was? Oh, episode? immediately I was like, well, that's George Takei. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I even, in fact, it was so George Takei. I thought, is so, I'm like, who is that doing a really bad version of George Takei? <laughs> 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 like, oh, it was, it was George Takei. <laughs> he was being his very, he was being his George Takei is, and I love George Takei, so I'm glad he was, he was, he was that. So. Uh, great episode, by the way. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'm going to let Ellie get into it. I just wanted to look this up real quick because, yes, 100% correct. The special guest uh, voice actor is George Takei. Um, Michael Dow is also in this as well, who is the, um, who is the one kid that uh, is the Earthbender. And I'm trying to find out, because his father, I think, is a voice actor that everyone's going to be like, oh, yeah. Um, Kevin Richardson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, uh, sorry. Give, give me a second. I will give you a rundown. Because he, he's the father, and his voice is one of those that's like, once I point out other stuff, you're gonna, he's going to be in. Uh, Dr. Hibbler from Simpsons. So there's your Simpsons connection. Uh, Lilo well, and... now now he's Doctor Hibbard. He used to not be, but he is as of this yeah. most recent season. Yes. Yeah, I'm trying to remember who else he's been to. G- give give me a second on that, Ellie. Go ahead yep. and go over the episode because it's a lot. Like his IMDb is covered in a lot. Um. Of stuff. So they go to a uh, another little Earth Kingdom town, and there's Fire Nation walking around. It's basically this town is not allowed to use your earthbending if you're caught you are immediately imprisoned you're taken and you're imprisoned um and it's just basically just a a broad synopsis it's just the three um find this boy and um katara talks him into using his powers to save him but then the um person that (laughs) he saved turns him in he goes and gets captured and then Katara um, fakes earthbending with the great, help. great, <laughs> yes, great. Yes, part of the episode, by the way. She fakes earthbending to get captured herself, and then they work to try to free the people that were imprisoned. Um, no, I, I, this is this is a great episode. I, I love the fake earthbending because yeah, it's one of those things. I I love dumb jokes. <laughs> Sometimes, and one of the dumbest. Are you talking jo- about Momo? Look yes, at that lemur's earthbending. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 her doing it. Oh yeah, that makes more sense. Like it's, yeah, Sokka's like the girl, not the lemur. <laughs> um. So real real quick on on the um he. For for me this 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 voice rings true the the one uh, Michael um. My, uh, sorry, Kevin Michael Richardson. Um, American Dad. If you've ever seen American Dad, the principal, Principal Brian Lewis. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It's 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 yeah. him. 
Okay. And Principal Brian Lewis in American Dad could be his own episode of just how terrible he is as a principal. <laughs> and how amazing. I mean, he's been in tons of other stuff. Uh, he also is the voice for Cleveland Brown Jr. Oh, wow. Yep. In the Cleveland show. Okay. And so, mm. Like, it's he's just got such an iconic voice. And he's been in numerous other stuff, too. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's done. Yeah, he's, he's played Kilowog in um, one of the Green Lanterns. Yeah, he's. He's around a lot. Uh, he's Mark- one of those. He's one of those guys, kind of like Rob Paulson or um, I'm blanking. Bradley D. Baker. Yeah, one of the, like those who who for the past like couple decades, if it's an adult animated thing, if it's a kids animated thing, if it's like funny, if it's action oriented, he is, there's a good chance he has done at least a bit part in, in one of those. He's, his voice is very, he's got one of those voice. He's like a character actor, a character voice yes. actor where you don't quite, you can't always quite be like, oh, it's that guy. But you're like, I know that voice. He has also been in some movies as well. I'm just going to, I just want to point this out because there's two movies. I just want to make sure that I point out that he was in. He was in Basketball, one of the greatest movies of all time. (laughs) And he was also in Clerks 2 as a cop. And I'm not going to point out what scene it was because I can't say that without us being getting in trouble. But there's a very certain (laughs) scene in Clerks 2 where he's the cop that responds to the situation. Anyways, great episode. Um, I, I, I love the episode. I thought it was great. Um, terribly done in the live action movie because this is a plot thread they used in that. So I just oh want to point God. that out. Um, but once I, again, um, Katara is showing her like inspiration powers that she has to kind of rally this group of no more spirit kind of have given up. Um, you know, and, and it's, it's great that it kind of shows the age old, um, you know, he said, I wish I had your youth because his son and, you know, Katara are kind of, come on guys, we've got to do this. You know, what are we doing sitting around? To, you know, you're a prideful nation. Let's go. And the, you know, all the people that have been there for like five years are like, there's nothing we can do. Yes. So it, it's nice to, it, it was nice to kind of see that comparison and, and Aang's like, oh, well, I mean, there's coal here. <laughs> Come on, guys. Egg's just kind of along for the ride in this episode. Yeah, he's, he's not the focus. Uh-uh. So. Which is which is great because we get to have more. Like he's there, he does stuff, but he's not the focus of the episode. And yeah. it was it was so great to see. Like earthbending is so cool, mm. and it was mm-hmm. great to see this whole group of really good earthbenders band together and you know take back their lives so yeah yes uh now we move on to one of our first true two-parters in yep. name it is called winter solstice part one the spirit world i was gonna say do you want to combine i mean these are these are two very oh, different two, episodes no i wouldn't combine them because because they're di- i mean they set yeah. up each other and they work with each other but they're yep. the the second one is so different um, go ahead with the description oh i don't need to do the description i just wanted to say the title eric do you want to do the description uh, yes, I will. Winter Solstice, Part One: The Spirit World. Uh, the tree, <laughs> uh, the the trio, they find themselves in a small Earth Kingdom village, uh, and it's attacked by a spirit, a big old monster. And Soka gets captured by the monster in the spirit world, and then Ang finds himself also in a spirit world. Dun dun dun. Um, <laughs> 
And uh, he finds out that he has to go and find the uh, the avatar, the previous avatar's temple. Um, I'm trying to do this. I'm, I'm just going to pull up the, IM, or the, <laughs> the thing. I'm trying to do this by memory. And I'm like, wait, I'm going to start getting in things from the part two. Um, so far, yes, good. Uh, yeah. So, so the 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 previous avatar. Um, the previous avatar spirit, which is the dragon comes and, and and gets Aang and they are able to, um, wow. There's like 50 words trying to come out of my mouth. <laughs> it's, they're trying to calm the spirit, which they do. And it's like a big panda spirit. Uh, and because the, 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 the woods around there were just completely destroyed and everything like that. Uh, but he looked like a very sort of uh, a cross between like a, a spirited away monster, yeah, and yeah, an, I and an angel, so. yeah. and kind of a, one of the one or two of the angels from uh, you know, Genesis Evangelion. I was getting very yep, yep. Evangelion vibes from that. Um, so yeah, so they realize that they have to go to the um, the temple of the previous uh, Avatar to find out by the Soul System, which is like the next day. So they have to go there. <laughs> Um, see, so yeah, that's my very stumbling <laughs> description <laughs> of the episode. It, it's no problem. I, yeah. I, um, I loved, can I just point out that I thought this was a good one where the beginning of the episode and the end of the episode wrapped up really well with the mention of the, the planting the seeds and the acorn. Just yeah. I, I realized like, as yeah. we were talking about this episode, I'm like, wow, <laughs> is this subconsciously I planted that I planted my own. Yes. So I, th- I thought that was really sweet that once again, we can have our like Katara moment of of um, inspiration. You know, she she comes. I thought it was very touching where she finds the acorn and basically goes over to Aang, and you know, Aang is devastated and like, why would someone do this? See, in this forest that was destroyed, um, and it was just very sweet the way she finds this acorn, and she was like. They're all over the place. That means that, you know, one day this will be a beautiful growing forest again and the, all the animals will come back. And so it was just a very touching moment. And then he kind of uses it, you know, when they have the acorn at the end of the episode again. So yeah. I thought that was a neat moment for this one. This episode also, I didn't even completely talk about the plot of Iroh getting captured. Yeah! Yes. And that was such a cool thing because up until this point, like I like and I still like Iroh a lot. But up to this point, he seemed like he was very sort of like peaceful, almost kind of like the kooky <laughs> older husband or uh, older uncle. I mean, we kind of got a hint in the one episode where he during the duel. But the, you, this is this episode really, truly shows how good of a firebender he is and how smart and cunning he is, too. Um, I really like that that subplot as well. Well, you start to see this tree grow because what do we get in this episode? <laughs> we get the mention that he was the one that um, that besieged the capital of the fire. I mean, of the uh, yeah. Earth Kingdom bossing. Yeah. They all knew who yep. he was. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and, exactly. And that's when you're like, oh, maybe this kooky old uncle isn't, isn't so kind. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and another part that I thought was great about this episode is you get more character development for Prince um Zuko. Zuko, I always say his name wrong. Um because he has a huge decision ahead of him. He's like, do I keep tracking down the cuz like he literally had tracks to go after the avatar. Like he was he was tracking down the avatar, but if he did that, he would have lost 
the trail that he was following for his uncle. Mm -hmm. So it, it was nice to see him, you know, decide the more important thing for this moment for me right now is to find my uncle and help him. So it was neat to see that, that he chose that as well. I also like there was an established, and, and, and this is, and this is a Chekhov's gun situation. Um, that was established earlier on that, like he can like fight, like he's obviously a very powerful firebender. Yeah. Uh, Iroh is. Cause he did the thing where he like did like the hand thing and then blew air out of his nose to heat up the water. Later on, mm -hmm. when his hands are still bound, he uses that same technique to heat the the um, gauntlets on his hand yes. to push. Like I, I never noticed he did it with the water earlier on when I first watched this. But seeing that and noticing that that was well, a yeah, nice. Yeah, because he said I heated it up myself. I, I, I thought he did something else. Oh, okay. But seeing that they did that, that was a nice, we're going to establish this here. It will pay off later. Yeah. Um, For 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 the, I, I know this is a complete sidetrack real quick. Chekhov's gun, I can't remember where it initially comes from, but it's basically, if you establish something in Act 1, it has to pay off by Act 3 in a, in like a, in a story. So establishing that he can do that later on, showing that that's how, like that, that was establishing that. It's just a cool thing. I like that. I like that. Um, my one of my favorite moments from this episode, aside from all the Iroh stuff, because just love anything to do with him. Um, <laughs> Aang attempting to bend in the spirit world oh, was great yeah. because it he, yeah. he can't. He He's a spirit. He doesn't know. No, and that's great. He's learning. But what this also shows is not only is the Avatar the balance between all the elements on our world, but it's also a balancing act with the spirit world as well. Yeah. So, that is interesting. Ellie, part two. Yeah. Avatar Rogue. Avatar Amazon Fire Stick. Yes. Winter Solstice Part Two. Avatar Roku. <laughs> That's right. It's funny. It's funny that w with him being called Roku and watching it in an age where Rokus are a thing. Because when this came out, <laughs> Rokus were not a thing. Right. Yes. So I keep hearing that. I just keep thinking about the Avatar was a little video player. What? And the fun streaming device. <laughs> and the fun thing is, with it flip flop for me, whenever I hear Roku referring to right the, the streaming <laughs> stick, I'm like, why would I plug an Avatar into my TV? Da 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 da. Bang. <laughs> okay. So, um, no, basically, this one we get a lot too. Um, we're we're having to go through a blockade, yeah. which is pretty awesome. Um, and just that we get to see Jerk Face again. I forgot what his name was. Commander Zhao. Zhao. Um, yeah. So he. Uh, that was a neat scene. I'll, I figure we'll go into in details in a second. I'm just doing an overview. Um, the three are on their way to the temple so that he can talk to and meet with Avatar Roku. Um, Amazon Firestick. Uh, yes, Amazon Firestick. Uh, not sponsored. Not sponsored, correct. Um, and it was interesting to me, I thought this was really cool, is that this temple is supposed to be an Avatar temple. Not a Fire Nation temple. So they are supposed to be, um, you know, loyal to whoever the Avatar is. And um, obviously. It, yeah, obviously that's not the case, except for except for that they do find one friendly. Um, 
and just them trying to get into the door, which is a neat scene. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so this is just basically them going through the blockade, trying to get to the temple so that Aang can talk to Roku. Um, and it was really cool. Lots of really neat scenes. I don't know if anybody wants to start off with their favorite moments. I, I'm, I'm just going to say I, I really like this uh, where, where he talks to uh, Apple, Apple TV about like... Because this is the first time he gets to interact with his pre a previous yes. version of himself. Which he's dying to do because he wants knowledge. Yes. Uh, he wants to know more about himself. And mm -hmm. then we get... Because earlier on, Boomy established, here's vague, a vague premise of what you need to do. Then... Um, then... I'm trying to think of another streaming stick service thing. <laughs> uh, then... Then, then Roku, not sponsored, um, tells him that <laughs> he uh, he basically has to defeat Fire Lord Ozai in six months. Yeah, he's like, um, <laughs> it takes years to master each, and you need to master all four <laughs> in six <laughs> months. Because it, it's established that the um, Sozin's comet, Sozin was the Fire Lord that initiated the initial invasion. Mm -hmm. Of the Earth, I mean, of the other kingdoms, uh, is coming back, and basically, when that's around, Firebenders' powers go through the roof. So he's going to use that to end the war. So I, I like, I like how we are eight episodes in. Yeah. yeah, and it's been hinted at, but it's a, it's a nice. I don't think this would have worked if this had been episode one or two. It works because we've established and started to care about these characters. Now we get a definitive, hey, you got this time frame now. Which blows my mind to be reminded that all this stuff takes place in six months, basically. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. Everything else we're about to go through. Because it, it's there's a lot more that happens. But no, I, I think this is a great episode. I like the... Um, the trick they they used to get into the oh, fire gosh, temple. Oh gosh, that was so smart, and that yeah. was cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, so so great stuff there. Yeah. Um, no, just a, a great overall episode, and him being able to basically firebend already, but only in the Avatar state. And and a, a good use of Momo, pretending like Momo yes. was was in the in the room, and they thought it was the Avatar. So that was cute. Yep. Yep. Uh, anything from you, Eric, for this episode? I really liked how there was the one fire sage who was Remain still loyal to the Avatar. Yeah. I think that was a really cool thing because at this point, it seems like, and even going up to this, I was like, has the Fire Nation always been bad like this? It just seems like the world, if it's in harmony, like they shouldn't be because clearly something happened. And then when it's when it gets to this character, it's sort of like, oh, now I see the 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 lord or whatever his name is uh he oh, is the yeah he he kind of changed everything he kind of made everything fire versus everyone else but then you still have this one firebender who uh who still knows that there should be balance in the world and is still loyal to the avatar and not just the fire nation so i really like that i liked how he put himself in danger and then of course in the end all of them ended up getting uh thrown in prison for for treason but uh, I, I just like that dynamic of the episode, how you actually for once had a firebender who was on the same side as the main characters. Mm-hmm. Great episode. Ellie, you want to tee up the next one? Yes, sir. The next one is called The Waterbending Scroll. 
Yes. You are. And we get... I think this might be my favorite episode of the first ten. Really? Oh, I was, yeah, I was going to ask what... Every, uh, <laughs> well, okay. So, um, this is number four of the Cabbage Destruction. Oh, we get more Cabbage Destruction yeah, in this episode? We do, we do have a Cabbage Destruction. So, we're on our Cabbage count of number four. Oh, I remember. I was like, when did that happen? And I was like, oh, wait, I forgot about the whole beginning part of the episode. Yes. My bad. Yes. Um, so... I mean, just like the name, this uh, the main character in this episode is the waterbending scroll. Um, we see, but that's an object, not a character. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, we, you know, have a little stop at another town. Um, you know, Aang spends his money on a whistle, which ends up becoming very important later on. But they're like, "Spoiler! Uh, I'm going to take your money because <laughs> Aang, you're just buying toys with it." Um, the whole interaction in the pirates thing <laughs> is just... I know how to haggle. Oh, my. One copper piece. How about, how about two, two copper pieces? copper pieces. So, it was great. I, I love the whole thing. You, you see a little bit of um, jealousy from Katara, which is great to more humanize her because mm. up until this point, she's been you know, the perfect little person and always inspiring everyone else. And so it was really, it was really nice to, to see her grounded a little bit and that she can make mistakes too. I, I, I yeah. just, just real quick, if you don't mind, I want to just jump in. Yeah. That's on, on oh, that no. note. I like how it is established. Like he's the avatar. He's going to pick this up probably oh, quicker oh, than yeah. a lot of other people. Correct. Will. So, but it's still one of those things that she got upset about mm-hmm. instead of working with him and together. Like, this show is one of those shows I feel is great to show kids. Yeah. Because even, at, like, as adults, I mean, we're watching this and it's like, whatever. But there's a lot of life lessons and a lot of doing the right thing and establishing that stuff in this show that I think is mm-hmm. really, really is something that it spoke to the age demographic that should have been watching it, but also spoke to us as well as, as adults. Yes. Um, and we get some more beautiful gems with um, Iroh and, um, and the prince because they're only there for a lotus tile. Which, oddly enough... <laughs> The particular tile that he is talking about, I completely forgot that that was what they were there for. And if you want to talk about you planning something and it turning it, it doesn't turn into, it turns into an orchard later, technically. (laughs) You plant something there that that turns into an orchard later in the series. And and it's just the whole, like, at the end of the episode. I was up my sleeve. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, oh, oops. You know, and, and... and the prince like takes it and throws it in the wall. I mean, it's just, it's great. I, there's so many things going on in this episode that I absolutely, it's hard to pick just like a top moment. Cause it just really is wonderful. But I want to get to Eric, Eric, favorite mm-hmm. episode. Explain. Yeah, so I, I think it was such a fun, yeah, it, it kind of what Ellie was talking, everything Ellie had just said really, I think, and what you said played into it. Uh, just the whole like you, you see uh, Katara kind of being taken down a notch where she's not so perfect and I'm the sensible one like she it shows that she's human and she kind of wants things for herself too and I mean yeah like we we totally get that frustration of trying to learn something and then someone else learns it faster than you or better than you or faster and better than you and um, 
I think we can all relate to that. But then I loved the introduction of these pirate characters. I thought they were hilarious. And I loved the point where it got to where it was almost like a three-way fight between yes. the the Fire Nation, the pirates, and then Aang, uh, Sokka, and Katara. I love – it was like the Spider-Man meme with the three of them pointing <laughs> each other. It was just that that whole thing. And it was like, all right, we're together. No, we're together. No, you two are against each other. I love that whole dynamic. Any kind of show or movie where you get like more than two factions fighting and they're like kind of switching sides and stuff like that. All of a sudden, I I love that kind of stuff. So I thought it was really good. And then I also, it, 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 as someone who plays lots of video games, it, this you know finding the uh, the water bending scroll very much gave me vibes of like playing a video game and you find the a, a, a good TM in Pokemon or uh, you 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 level up and you fill in the the grid uh, the skill tree to get some new skills. Like I love that kind of stuff like that too. So. Uh, it just gave me really good vibes. It was a really fun episode, uh, very fast paced. But I think, uh, like you said, the uh, the one the tile like immediately as I saw that I was like that. As much as they time as they didn't spend on that, I definitely feel like that it, they spent just enough where I'm like that's going to come into play later. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see that orchard bring yes. forth what, later on. Just just to point out, it was a white lotus tile, white yes. lotus tile. Also, if you're listening to this and you've never seen this show, thank you. But if you have, White Lotus Tile. <laughs> <laughs> Next episode, Ellie. Oh my gosh. So we oh, are... sorry. Sorry. My, my, my favorite moment. Yes. Two copper pieces. <laughs> Next episode, Ellie. It was just the accent. It everything. was. It was so... It yes. Was, it's... There's, there's a few ways to do an accent or an impression. Perfect... Or so obviously bad. Yes. So obviously bad is also funny. Yes. Go ahead. Next um, Last one for this for yes. this particular for for us doing the first half of. I'm so book sad. One. So sad. But ended on a great note. Yes. In so, my opinion. Number ten is called Jet. Um, this is also another Dave Filoni. Ah, got in there. I think this is one of my favorites of the first ten. Really. This is a really good episode yes. too. Yes. Oh. Um. Wow. This episode is just, I don't know. It's, it's high up there for me. Um, we I love are, Robin Hood, too. We, <laughs> <laughs> Robin Hood is a good guy, go. This guy was psycho. So, was he? Mm, mm. Yes. <laughs> so um, we are on number five of our Cabbage Destruction Trail. So this is number five. We have another Cabbage Destroyed in this oh, episode. you don't see him responding to it, though. I count it. It's a cabbage. It was destroyed. I was like, where? It? I'm like, oh, right. When it's flooding, you see a cabbage stand so that gets smashed. So this is number, number five of our cabbage destruction. I'm going to cross-reference this with something else, by the way, later. I think there is a YouTube thing where it shows all of them. Oh, okay. Well, I'll see if your numbers are correct. So we are on number five so far. First ten episodes, five in. Um... So, they're they're basically traveling along, and um, we we get a lot about um, Sokka's intentions, which there's this whole scene where they go back and forth, um, where Aang and Katara joke about, in the beginning, do you remember it, where they were like, talking about his intentions oh you mean his instincts yes his instincts you keep saying inten- I mean, yeah, i know i say instinct. intentions sorry instincts um 
I thought that was so funny. It was hilarious. And then they turn the corner and <laughs> there's a Fire Nation camp. So we kind of lose trust in Sokka's instincts at the beginning of the episode. As well um, as his intentions. Yes, yes, too. his intentions too. Um, but those changed later on. But they are kind of, um, kind of losing the battle a little bit there, getting a little overwhelmed. And then these band of merry misfits come out of the trees and um, they seem really cool. And, and you can see it's funny because you see um, Katara get like the little pinked cheeks and she's like, wow, this guy's so cool looking. And, you know, and it's yay, everyone's excited and happy. And then they show them their, their tree town um up in the trees where they're hidden and they're it's... they're they're sherwood is it sherwood forest <laughs> well in well in robin hood it is yeah okay yeah they're, oh, they're, they're okay. hideout in the middle of sherwood forest. okay um and you kind of like you can tell that the first two like ang and and katara are kind of smitten with this group I'm going to put a pin in that okay. real quick and interrupt if you don't mind. Oh, okay. This is another episode where Aang's kind of just a background character. Yeah. He's there and he yeah. does stuff, but he's not the focus of the episode at all. And I really love that about yes. this episode is he's there. He does what he needs to for his for him to move along the plot, but he's not the plot. Right, right. And so they're, they're pretty smitten, but... Um... I say he's blindly indifferent. Yeah, well, but Sokka's, Sokka, excuse me, he is like. I don't trust him. I have a bad feeling about this kind of motion throughout the episode. And Wait, is that, was that line ever said? I, no, I don't think so. Oh, I was I about just, to say, Fl- Floney was setting up his Star Wars I know, time. If he, no, oh, If he planted that, oh man. No, so. A whole planet of trees if he had planted that. It was it was really cool and um you know you you're like hmm I kind of maybe see like the more that you see in the episode you're like yeah I can see why he's a little like what and then eventually you go oh darn he's right in this but what point do you realize he's right Eric where did you realize Sokka <laughs> might be right about this situation not judging you about your character or anything but please answer Straight into the microphone. Well, I mean, well, I mean, definitely, definitely when he when they were gonna rob the old man. Oh, okay. So it took you that long. Got it, Ellie. I. What, what about mean? you? When did you realize Sokka might be right? I don't know. From the very beginning, it's just it seemed too good to be true. I'm saying I thought I I had my suspicions when they were gonna blow up the dam. Okay, that was at the end of the episode. I don't know. I'm still wondering. Is is he right about that? I or was not? like, what? No, I'm joking. Of course, it was okay. when they robbed the old man. Okay, um, I thought that was cool. The way that came back, you know, that yeah. they they referenced that that when he went to the town, that that I love the still frame that they show. Um, mm-hmm. where it's kind of in a different art style and there, I thought that was cool. And, you know, and that was neat point to me. Um, and you really, 
I'm going to say this without spoiling anything. Up until this point, you don't... I mean, obviously there's bad deeds, like, you know, when the Avatar realizes that the firebending nation, you know, killed everyone he knows and loves at the Air Temple. But this is the first time, in my opinion, if anybody has a different opinion, please let me know, that you really see darkness in like this is the first time it was really dark like this guy was off his rocker and for a kid's show no less this was quite a moment to where i was like hmm um and and definitely like i said i'm not saying anything but there are parts later on which is the same thing some things and people kind of go a little dark and it's it's really interesting to see the depth of of the characters in these shows, but I, I just thought this was just an amazing episode. Um, it was very suspenseful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, you, you don't, you don't know that he went to the town. You're sitting there going, Oh my gosh, did this, this whole yeah. town just get just, that's so deep. It's crazy. Um, I, I love yeah. that they went there. Yeah. Uh, Cause I was like, cause, cause up until this point, it's like, Hey, we're going to succeed. Cause we're the plucky adventurers. Right? Like, this is like, Oh my God. We failed. We did not stop him from blowing up the dam. And I'm glad, though, that it wasn't just like, oh, but everyone just happened to be on vacation. Like, it came back. You're right. It came back to Sokka with his his firm firmly being against robbing the old man that ended up saving everyone. So right. it wasn't just a it wasn't just a oh, it was all all worked out like there. There was some there were some seeds that were planted earlier just in that episode that really came back to play. But yes. If there was that, but yes, they failed. They they this shows that they're not going to always succeed, and that there are actual stakes because these people they live, but now they have no home. Yeah, they mm. lost their their homes, and and it was just pure despair, like that you saw on Aang and Katara's faces when they thought, you know, that there was no light. You know, at least there was some positive that they find out about, but at that point in time, they they were like, holy crap. Um, so I just, this episode was just amazing to me. And even the little touches of seeing the, the village on the side of the hill and, um, you know, the little doll comes down in the stream and the little girl runs to get it. it it's just, this was, I definitely, I just love this episode. It was just amazing. So I yeah. like this episode for a lot of reasons. One, this shows an example of like the difference between a war and total war. I know right. that, that probably sounds weird, but I'm going to justify that statement real quick. Um, what Jet was attempting to do was what's considered total war. You are not an enemy combatant, but you are on the, you technically are of the enemy nation or whatever. You are just as much of an enemy as, as an enemy combatant. That's why he, he was saying the stuff about, you know, oh, well, this, this guy could be a spy. It's, he was justifying his actions because it's a Fire Nation citizen they're right. just as much which technically war should not be handled that way you right. should army should fight armies not armies fight citizens but that's the difference yeah. between war and total war and we're gonna have a lot of examples of that mm-hmm. throughout the series of yep. there the the line between war exists but total war is also going on the other side note to this is this is another moment where it shows all Fire Nation people might not be. Right, exactly. Like, mm. they just might be existing and they don't They don't necessarily side. agree with what the, the Lord is doing. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, which, which is great. Um, so, quick quick thing around the room real quick. Did he have that knife on him? 
No. I don't sure. think so. You sure, Ellie? Yeah. They, they, I mean, Jet showed that he found it on him. <laughs> what more evidence do you need? Yeah. I'm, I'm still thinking Jet might have been right in all this. Trustworthy Jet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the other thing with this episode, and this calls back to me, he's talking about way earlier. The choreography, the fighting, the stuff like that, the animation. I don't know. There is a name for those weapons Jet uses. But the fact that yeah. he hooks them together and uses them like that to extend them and stuff like that, that is going beyond just, oh, we have people sword fighting, we have people... That mm-hmm. is martial arts techniques, that is time put in, that is making this world feel real. And, and that is something I love because there's characters later on with stuff. That yeah. was super freaking cool to me to watch that whole, you know, like... Him, him using those weapons to fight and how he was using them and everything. It was unique. It was awesome. And it's something that made, even though I was watching an animated thing, it felt more real. Great episode and a great, um, not total harder darkness, but scraping close to the edge of, of what that is. And, you know, what this war is truly doing to people. That this is, that this is, a, that he could justify that. Not only to himself, but to other people as well. And to be as young as he is and be that hardened already. So yeah. so with that being said, we have come to the end of the first half mm-hmm. of Avatar Book 1. Yes. We have, of course, 10 more episodes to do. Yep. At some point, I'm not... A lot of Dave Filoni coming up. A lot of da- yeah, there, 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 there is more Dave Filoni yeah. in, the, in, in the works, which, like I said, was not... I had... <laughs> zero remembrance the fact that he dealt with this as well and that we are currently living in in cowboy hat man's star wars fantasy now so weirdly how relevant that is um i'm not putting a date on when we will be coming back with this probably in february like i said this is something we want to try out which isn't very far away it isn't (sighs) as of this this, the launch of this episode it is february okay so i guess technically (laughs) march then I well, guess maybe, technically maybe March. the end of February. End of February, March. <laughs> end of February, March. And we'll I be... do I do have some stuff before we wrap it up. Okay. I just want to say that we, we want to do this. We want to test it out with just us. This still ran like an hour and a half. So, obviously. We had to to do it justice. And, and that, that's the thing. We, had to, we wanted to figure out how to do this. And that's why we wanted to do it without a guest. Yes. Could our next episode have a guest? Possibly. But we wanted to establish at least what is it the first for the first ten episodes. How long would that take? Loved it. Um, you you said you had some stuff related to this you wanted to do because I want to yeah. ask Eric a few things. Yeah. Since he's okay, go go and do your stuff and okay. I'll ask Eric. So if you Eric, are, you're on notice. Sorry, Eric. Okay. <laughs> I won't take but like five minutes. Um, so um, if you are fortunate enough to have the Blu-ray, I highly recommend. So the first disc is the first episode. First eight episodes um and then i had to put in disc two to get the last um the nine and the ten um, oh, i was about to say they break up the winter solstice on two different discs what a <laughs> no, move no yeah so they do uh they, they, they don't yes. they don't seven and eight is winter solstice one and two yeah. okay because i was about to say what a move if they did that good god <laughs> so yes yeah, so the first disc is the first eight episodes and it does have two special features that cool. i just wanted to quickly briefly mentioned now i did not watch the special features for disc two because it was only two episodes of the second disc yes. and i was afraid that it might do stuff 
from the later episodes and get things mixed up. So I swear they have a director's commentary track for each episode, too. They might on later discs. They break the special edition up stuff per discs. Okay. So it could be on other. I mean, it meant like you—you you can watch the episode with them talking. Right, about right. It. I, 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 I know what a they... director's commentary is. Thank you. Mm. So anyway, I know they have it on one episode though. Anyway, so um, one thing that I thought was extremely cool and I wanted to mention since we're really breaking this down, um, is that each of the four bending styles are based off of real life, um, actual martial arts. Mm -hmm. And um, it was kind of cool. So they break it down for you in these little... And I do remember seeing these actually when I watched. It would be kind of like in between the commercial breaks. They would show these little clips. Um, They're like 30 seconds to a minute long little clips about it. So I do remember seeing these. Um, But the water bending tribe, their motions are based off of Tai Chi. Yeah, I can see that. It's very flowy, very... I um, mean, it's neat because in these little clips, so I highly recommend it if you have the Blu-ray to watch it. They do show, um, there's like a master Kung Fu artist that's there and he um, demonstrates some of like the real movements from Tai Chi that they used and inspired by the animation style. And then they'll show you like clips from the show. So it's kind of neat to see that. Um, Earthbending is a, a Kung Fu style called Hungar. Um, so that's the earthbending style. Firebending is a northern Kung Fu style, which is Shaolin. Mm-hmm. And then airbending is Bagua. So it was just really neat to kind of see the real life motions that they inspired by for, for this show. Um, the other special feature that was on the first disc was really cool. And it had the show creators um, acting out different scenes so what they did was they would have the creators um kind of like script read and and do and have the the animators watch and one of the examples was the pirates where he was doing the one copper piece and it's really weird and crazy the the um the facial expressions and um and everything you can see, like, once you see the creator do it, they had real life, you know, it was neat to watch it. And then they would show the animated clip next to it. And you could really see those people's faces in these clips. That's why a lot of times for voice acting stuff, like Disney did it mm-hmm. for a lot of their stuff, and I know they still do, is they'll have a record, like a video recording of the person doing it, so then when they're animating it, yes. they... Will match the facial yeah so so this first disc does have um i think it's about five to ten minutes of footage of him just acting out some of the scenes from that first disc cool so it was really cool to watch it's very neat um and so yeah i just i just wanted to mention it's it's really fun stuff and if you have the blu-ray it's definitely worth taking the extra 15 minutes to kind of watch all of those little things to kind of add to the experience all right so Final things real quick. Favorite character so far, Ellie. Mm. Wow. That's, I, I can't. Eric? There's too many I like. I can't do one specific favorite. I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. Uh, I guess, I, you know, I would say, I'm going to say Sokka. I'm going to say Sokka. I like Sokka so far. I think he's had a good, in just his first 10 episodes, he's had a good, little bit of character development that I like. 
Iroh. <laughs> I mean, it, it's cheating because I, I know where his story yeah, goes. Yeah, I was going to say, I but, think you're doing that based off of not what he's done in the first no, 10 I, episodes. I'm <clears throat> doing it off of the one scene where he has the chains and he's sitting there shirtless and everything. That is peak he's male performance. Just, he's not just shirtless. That poor guy just has underoos on. That is, that is peak male performance. And if you don't accept that, that's on you. Uh, Eric, since this is your first time watching this, uh, what are you excited about and or looking forward to Yeah. with the next uh, where do you episodes? Where do you think it's going after this? If, so here's the thing. I don't know where this is going to go. Like I, I, I know that we have the prophecy and I know that we're still trying to go to the north pole uh but really i don't know where this is gonna go but i feel like there are so many places it could go uh i'm just really excited to see where i'm excited to see more of the world uh i'm excited like i know that there is the character of toaf who's like a major character that's all i know and i know we've not been introduced to toaf yet um so i know that there are other big characters coming along the way um, so I'm just excited because I love a good world building and I love that this is not like set in our world or something like that. Or if it is, I, it, it's not been alluded to, but right now it just seems like it's its own world and they're doing a really good job of building this world. And I love a good world building. So I'm excited to see more of the construction. I'm excited to see more of these seeds planted and becoming trees and orchards <laughs> and stuff like that. Oh my uh, God. I, I really, I really just in the first 10 episodes, it's blowing me away that I have to keep reminding myself this is a Nicktoon. This is yeah. this is in the same yeah. sort of ongoing anthology series, whatever you would call that, of Ren and Stimpy and Doug and <laughs> you know, Angry Beavers and SpongeBob. And it's just it's such a very different kind of show tonally from everything else that has been in Nicktoons, at least that I'm aware of. Uh, that I really, I really enjoy it, and I, and I, my, I really wish this is the kind of show that had been on like a few years earlier when I would have been a kid, or if I had, or you know, maybe I'd started watching it a few years earlier, just because I'm really digging it, and uh, I, yeah, I'm very excited for what's what's to come. All right, I, I'm gonna correct this now, and I'm sorry, Eric. It's tough. I figured it was, I was saying it wrong. <laughs> I just sorry. I'm like. It's going to bother me, and I feel like if I don't, someone on YouTube or some... Sorry, some somewhere, somebody, somebody else will say something. YouTube? So, yeah, I, I was like, I don't know why I said YouTube. Oh. I, I guess because I'm going to probably watch YouTube after this. <laughs> um, no, I, God, we, we, we got till next season before she... Yeah, it's not this season. Okay. When I was well, pulling up the list of characters, I saw where she's not even around till yeah. YouTube. So uh, I was, I was well, like, yeah. Can I just say I cannot wait for Blue Spirit. That is such a good episode. Technically, we do get a premonition of her in this season, I think. Or is it next season? Spoilers! It, it's it's <laughs> something to where it, it's so vague. It I really, I'm going to say right now, um, so it's recorded and other people can listen. I, I don't want to wait. I want to do another one this month, then February. Because I, I think we should at least finish the... The season together somewhat closely. Mm -hmm. So if everyone's okay with it, I think we should definitely do the second 10 episodes mm -hmm. of season one sometime in February. Fine. I will accept uh, I'll this. I'll make that work. <laughs> I will accept <laughs> this on one condition. Okay. Because I will segue this into something else. This will be accepted on one condition. Okay. Zing Wars comes back with our Thrawn episode oh, before gosh. then. Oh, okay. Well, I can't record everyone the weekend of the 11th because I will be 
in Disney World. And me and Eric will talk about something mind-numbingly boring <laughs> during that time. Or mind-numbingly exciting. I have a date with Disney. Fascinating. All right, uh, Eric, what are you playing this week, as if we don't already know? I was going to say, uh, old game called Pokemon Legends Arceus. I will be giving it the old college try some more on it, because I, I did get it. I, I attempted to resist the urge, and I lasted 36 hours. <laughs> <laughs> and I would like to ask everyone what I should play, because I bought four new games this morning on Steam. What? Yes. Whoa. 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 I mean, there, there is the year of the tiger sale, but still, what did you buy? I bought um, the first Dankenropa. Look. It's really cool, though. Eric, you might even like it yourself. But anyway. Um, Don't rope him into this. It's cool. So anyway, I got um, I got the, the zoo one because it was on sale for 11 bucks, and it's normally like 50-some. It's like Jurassic Park, but a really, really fancy zoo simulator. And right. I got um, the Witcher um, card. It's called the Witcher Tales. It's like a game with... But it's it's not Gwent, but it's like a comic book style Witcher game Thro- with cards. Thronebreaker, right? The, yes. The Witcher Tales. Yes. So I got that, and then um, oh, what was the other one? Sorcery Part One and Two. Yes, that's a um, like a D and D throw the dice role playing okay. type game. I, th- this is bothering me. I'm going to look this up now because okay. I've got it right it, in front of me. Uh, keep 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 talking. Oh no! I mean that was the four. So I just want to know, guys, which one should I play this week? I don't really care. I'm cool to play any of them. Are, are you are you asking me and Eric? Yes. Or are you, okay. I'd say. I'd say. I okay, Steve. He's okay, Eric. Do you know I, I, who made I, I Steve? Was, was, what other game Steve Jackson has made? Because it's driving. No, no, I, I, one hundred percent know oh. what this is now. But go ahead, Eric. Does does the term Steve Jackson mean anything to you? It does not. Okay, sorry. Oh, you're talking about Munchkin. Yeah, oh. I said the game, the kick the door game. Oh, kick the. Oh, see, I didn't even reference munchkin to kick the door i should have okay yeah, he's he's a creator of munchkins he did like a role-playing game that you can get on steam yes so, sorcery so yes parts I'd say one do and that. two i'd say do that that was actually that, that was what i was gonna say yeah the the D like one do that okay all right so that's what i'll be playing cool yes. awesome yes. all right well until next time um Stay, stay nerdy. I can't. I, I forgot how to end these. <laughs> Crap. This was a nerdy topic. Oh, yeah. Join us next week for another nerdy topic. Bye. 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 <laughs>